We want to receive the tithe and offering right now. If you have it tonight, um, go ahead and get it prepared. Um, man, I love, I love that. I love what Ben just said about that it's already done, you know. Like, I love that, that idea. You can come and bring it as I'm talking. It's, it's no big deal. Thank you very much. Um, you know, but I, I think that we, a lot of us, enter situations, enter the, the, time, the day of trouble, and, and it's this, this mindset of, you know, like we talked about, it's a time of testing. It's a time of, of difficulty. It's a, you know, instead of looking at it as a time to show your strength, to show your faith in the, in the one who's already won this for us, the one who's already, who's already come through. And, um, and, and, you know, healing to me at this point in time, thank you, healing to me is, you know, I've had, I've had some come to me and, you know, and, and ask, you know, I've, I've been up here before and, and to pray over someone for healing. And, and the only thing that comes to my spirit right now is agreement. It's just to come into agreement with them. I can, I believe on the laying on of hands, but I feel like we're in a time that we can just agree with the father that this has already been done, that we, that we're, that healing is within you. And I just come into agreement. I come into the agreement that, that Ben just spoke about that there is peace that passes all understanding. And the one, I don't have the solution, but I do know the one who does, and, and that's who we come into agreement with. And, and, and we, love, we love you, Yahweh. We come before you this evening. We receive this tithe and offering from a faithful people, and we, we ask you to just bless them in the name of Yeshua. Amen. You may be seated. Let's give these musicians a hand. My goodness gracious. No, it's okay. What? Oh, actually, I'm supposed to, uh, and she can't, um, but we'll release the kids. If, if you have your children with you, we have nursery next door. You're welcome to go. Frank, go with granddaddy. You going to go to nursery? Go. You taking my chair, boy? Um, have fun, man. All right, I will. Um, so we want to, what? Oh, yeah. So we want to continue to talk. Um, last week, thank you all so much for those of you that were here last week to let us begin our story, uh, telling our story and, and share some of that with you. And, um, and tonight we just want to, we want to kind of uh, just touch on a couple more things uh, that pertains to that story. And just things that we believe are important for you to know as we move forward. And eventually what, uh, what I see for Wednesday nights is I, I think, I might have said this last week, but I see, you know, um, I see Wednesday nights as an opportunity to kind of start to lay the framework on this foundation of, you know, where we're building, where we're going. Just a chance for Eva and I and, um, and others as well to just share our hearts about what we're seeing for this, this vision, for this uh, for this new day, this next phase, whatever you want to call it, um, at the Rock of Panama City, because there's a lot of things changing, and a lot of, a lot of things from the way we receive people to, um, some of, thank you so much, this isn't as big as the bottle I had on Sunday, I'm not going to be okay with that, (laughs) 
I got so much. My, my dad gave me so much stuff for that. It was hilarious. He was just, we were eating dinner after or lunch after uh, service, and my dad comes in, his just red face crying, laughing. And I was like, what, what's the deal? And he was like, I was just thinking about that massive bottle you had up there on Sunday and just already have skits playing in my mind of how we could do that kind of stuff. So, uh, of course. So anyways, <laughs> uh, kind of funny. But um, but yeah, I want Wednesday nights to be an opportunity to just, not that it's not always sharing our hearts even on Sunday morning, um, you know, that's kind of how we do, but there's, there's things Yahweh's speaking to me um, as it pertains to a word or, or a, a certain direction for a Sunday that I, that I want to deliver in, in a different way, but I want this to be, I want everybody to come. I want you to encourage, you know, others uh, that are part of this gathering to come. You know, if you can't make it, I know Wednesday nights are hard, but I, I just think it would be an awesome time to start to come together on Wednesday nights and just do something a little bit different, just in the middle of the week. I'm, I'm really enjoying myself. So anyways, we're just going to uh, probably not keep you too long, but we just want to um, kind of wrap up uh, the, the story um, for tonight. And then, and then, you know, as Wednesday nights uh, go, we'll, we'll start getting into some other things. But um, so one of the things I thought was important uh, to talk about is kind of some of the pieces that have fallen into place. You, because uh, Damon Thompson's a, a big deal. I know a lot of you have started to listen to some of his podcasts. He's really helped a lot of people in what? <laughs> That's nothing, nothing easier than talking when someone's laughing at you right next to you. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, D- Damon, I want to share why he's in it, because he's not, it's, he, you know, Apostle has, he even talked about, I think, Sandy, what was it you that said that Apostle called him a prophet to this house? Is that his, the terminology? He, you know, Apostle has received him into this house, but, he, you know, we don't really, we haven't seen a lot of him or heard, and I don't want that, I don't want that to be a, a puzzle piece, like, that hasn't been put in there, for, you know, for you to understand why, because he's, he wants to be a part in a lot of ways here, and as, as time comes, you know, I think we'll see a lot more of him and a lot more of his crew coming in and doing some different things, and it'll be a lot of fun um, and really exciting, but I want to kind of that's not just because you know he's he's an amazing guy he has you know amazing following and everything like that but Yahweh spoke to me about him before I even really it wouldn't even make sense for him to speak to me about him so um I want to back up real quick uh this happened before any of this happened and um and I've told some of this story before but I'm just going to tell and I told a little bit on Sunday but uh just really quick it helps kind of frame this out but um I Probably, I don't know how long ago, probably like three years ago, maybe. Maybe two. Yeah, maybe two. Yeah, you're right. Two. I have no idea. Let's just go with that. Uh, we, we're not good with timetables, but a, a while a while back, um, we were, uh, Eva and I, like I was in like this really just weird stage of, of like my spiritual walk, I would say. Um, I, I was really in kind of a doubting phase, I guess. Like I was not doubting, but frustrated is the best way to say. It. I just, I was wondering, I was frustrated in my spirit about why certain things weren't coming to pass and, and, um, and just kind of felt a little lost in things and, and was very upset. And, um, and I, like I said on Sunday, I had uh, spoken to Eva this particular night and she knew where I was at and she, and I, uh, she said, you should go this Wednesday night. And uh, Michael Monica was speaking, and um, and she said, "I just feel like you have there's something there for you." And I came, and he spoke uh, a message about if the son asked for bread, would you give him a stone? 
And uh, very frustrated the first time he said it, but he kept coming back to that son part and what it meant to, you know, to have that relationship, you know, that father-son relationship. And I don't know what it was. I can't really tell you. Like, there was just this moment that just clicked with me, and I just, I I started to desire a relationship, you know, um, more than I had ever experienced before. Like, I didn't want just a an encounter or just a moment, even though I think those are important, but I really wanted to live in this presence that I'd, you know, heard about or been, you know, had talked about for a long time, and I, and I didn't feel like I had completely gotten there, and I wanted that to, to kind of shape and change things, and in that moment, for whatever reason, um, it did. There's something that switched in me, and, it, and I literally spent days, I remember calling Chris Woods, a couple times, and he'd be like, you know, he would miss my call and immediately call me back a little bit later and be like, do I just want to make sure you weren't like on the side of the road, like crying? Because I literally, for some reason, what that moment brought to me was I could not, I, and I'm not like an, necessarily an emotional person, I wouldn't say that about myself, but I was super emotional. Like I would be in my car just driving to work and it would just hit me and I would I'd just be sobbing, not out of, not out of being upset, um, it was, it was literally just a, an absolute tangible presence that I, that was the only response I had. It just, it just flowed from me. And, um, I mean, that happened for probably a week straight. Um, and, and, and it continues even today, if I'm honest, there's, there's moments that I, that I, I'm just overwhelmed. I feel that tangible presence of Yahweh and, and, and lately that tangible presence of Yeshua in my life. And, uh, and, uh, so, but what that particular week of just just being flooded happened, I um, I went to a a Thursday. I, I I was working actually at Amavita, like just on some stuff, and I not like I was sitting there having coffee, working. I wasn't working at Amavita. You got me. Anyways, laptop, whatever. Anyways, so so I uh, so I was I was there, and I just I felt uh, I had probably sitting there trying not to cry at my work computer and I and I and I just had the, that feeling again and and I knew that I was to go to Thursday morning prayer which is really just like I hadn't gone and if I'm honest I haven't gone since because it wasn't there was just a particular time that I was I knew I was supposed to go then and uh and so I went um and I it was really it was really strange for me because at that particular moment um it would it had just kind of gotten started and so there wasn't a lot of people that had come and um they had some music playing in the gym and I but I put my headphones in I just walked over to the side didn't say anything to anybody and um I for the longest time I was just sitting there like man this is weird why am I here this is awkward and all of a sudden that presence hit me and I I again was just sobbing, like could like had my back up against the wall, like trying to control myself. And I was like, even there's part of me that was like kind of split. Like part of me just didn't care about anything else. I was just in this presence. And then the other side of me was like, I hope that they're not all like, is this kid okay? Like, are you all right, man? Um, and uh, and I sat there and I was in. It, it's one of the most naturally weird moments because this hasn't happened to me a lot. Like I don't. Um, I believe in this, and I know that there's a lot of people that that have experiences like this all the time, and that's amazing. But this is one of the only times that I've had an, an encounter like this. And I was I was leaning up against the wall, and uh, and I I it's hard for me to really verbalize or explain this, but my my grandfather, who a lot of you know, Al Cobb. Um, he uh, he was there. That presence of him was right in front of me, and he had his hands out, and 
And Eva even asked me later, she was like, are, are you saying like he was physically there? And I was like, I don't, I don't know if, any, if, if it would really be that way, but he was more there than I could really explain. Like it just felt such a real moment. And I was, I was hand in hand right there with him. And, I, and there were certain things that he, that he imparted to me and, and talked to me about and we prayed about. And it had to do with really specific family things. Um, and then also uh, just him talking to me and talking to me about about um, about really personal things and and uh, it was the craziest experience and I don't ask any of you to understand that and um, but it, it's just it's what was real to me in that moment and I and I've started to uh, to get clarification on why that moment even happened and I think it has to do with now. Um, Yahweh, the other day, I was, I was sitting down thinking about this moment, and, uh, and he reminded me about the time that my grandfather, he was on the board of, you know, a part of the, uh, the board here when it was the Assemblies of God, and he, and he um, you, you all probably know the story, but one of the things when he met Apostle, he, when, when they shook hands is when it kind of solidified in him. He knew, like, he, he could feel his rough hand, and he saw paint under his fingernails, and he was like, man, this is, you know, how the story goes as he was, this is a working man. He can, he can do this, and, and he, and he, uh, and he kind of just had his, had his back from that point on. There wasn't a whole lot else, and that was in the days of voting, and it, he had played a big role in a lot of that system coming down with Apostle, but Yahweh started to show me that it's not necessarily just that he saw his hands <clears throat> and thought, and thought he, you know, this is a strong man that can that can make it through, or that he, you know, I, I trust him because he works. It was, I believe that my grandfather was carrying. This is this is a kind of different. Just just track with me here. I'm gonna get to Damon in this, but there's there is this that he was carrying the flame that he was carrying a flame, and when he, that he didn't even know about, I don't believe at that time, and when he shook Apostle's hands, I believe that Yahweh said, that man can carry this thing. That man's going to take it to the next. And, uh, and uh, that, that, uh, that moment with, with him, I believe he, there was a, this thing was coming down. Apostle had carried this thing well, and he knew that uh, he knew that that um, that it was the time was coming. That in my bloodline, a carrier of the flame, that my grandfather was knew the end was coming. And I think at that time he was he was holding my hands and testing my hands and saying, "You can carry this thing." This is, this is what's coming next, and you can carry this, and it, it wrecked my world. It wrecked my life. I mean, I didn't know that that's what was happening, but I was having all kinds of crazy things happen and change and tested and, and moved and, and thrown through the fire in this moment, and, and I just, I, I, I believe, I don't know what all that means, and I'm not trying to qualify myself in any ways. That's not what I'm trying to do. I, I'm just telling you this is, this is where I was at, and it, and, and it made, and Yahweh's just now showing me this of like, that's coming. That's what was happening in that moment. That's the whole reason. It wasn't just to have an experience, but there was a there was an absolute other side encounter for a reason. And and uh, and I and I believe that. W- so what happened next? And I'll, I'll get off that because there's more to come on that, and I don't really have all the answers. But that's just something Yahweh's showing me. <coughs> but um, 
but so what happened is uh, Apostle Aaron Smith was coming in town a week later, and he uh, he had heard about this, and you know, and they of course over there have a lot. That's that's you know almost like normal for them. You know, they they walk in that realm. They they live in that stuff, and um and it's awesome. But they uh, he he said you know I really I believe you're supposed to share that story with the people on Sunday. So all right, you know, I guess I, I can do that. I don't really know what I'm gonna say or how that's gonna come out because I really again like. I don't really understand anything that's going on, so I did, and um, in that moment, it was such a, though, for those of you that were there, not the story, not anything I said, but for, like, I know uh, Chrissy Hathaway was, there was, some, there was something that happened in her, and I think there was a combination of something that I was carrying with something that she was carrying with uh, something that was needed to be broken in this house that just unlocked in a moment, and it was, you know, it was an incredible very heavy weighted moment in this house and and I and it was it was crazy and if you haven't you know I, I can tell you more about that later but what happened is I came down after I got done and I you know stuff was going on over here I walked over there and uh I heard I I Damon Thompson's name came in my my mind immediately over there very strange because I've known him since I was a little kid, family, friends, stuff like that, but I, I remember even Apostle Aaron at a time had, had said, you'll hear from Damon when he pops up for air. I didn't know what their like relationship was. I didn't want to say anything about it because Apostle Aaron immediately came up to me and said, what are you hearing right now? And I said, I just, this is awesome. Yeah, I couldn't say like what I was hearing because I just felt weird about saying that name. And so for two months, and Eva can tell you, for two months I would say, I was like, what do you think that means? I just keep thinking about this guy. Like, I don't know what he's doing. And I kept saying that to her for two months straight. Just kept going. And one time, it's funny because it was at Amavita, I believe, that she was like, Mark, stop asking me about this and go call Apostle Aaron, please. Just go call him and tell him. And so I did, and he happened to be going to, I be, I'm not exactly sure what this was, but he, whenever I said, I said, this is what I've heard since that moment that you asked me what I was hearing. This is, I've been hearing Damon's name, and I don't know why. I don't know if you have a relationship. He said, I'm actually heading to his church right this moment in South Carolina to anoint him as an apostle. And um, he said, so that's a crazy coincidence there. And, uh, and I was like, and I was like, well, that's, that's crazy. And I was like, but still, what is the point? He said, I don't know the answer to this, but he said he does have, he has sermons and podcasts on like YouTube, or I mean, he has videos on YouTube and podcasts and stuff. And, you know, you should start listening to him. But he said, as, as an, an apostolic voice, I'm telling you that you should start, you should pursue that. So what was crazy is in that moment of the time that I was just being wrecked and just like having, I was getting all this stuff that I was writing down, but at the time, and I, and I can't really describe to you exactly what it was, but some of the stuff that I was writing and hearing and seeing didn't really match up with the flow of exactly where we were as a people and, and even kind of what was, what was to come. I didn't have any of this, you know, like, but I was hearing this stuff. So when I listened to the first four messages or whatever, I was, again, in tears because I would look at my notebook and some of the things that were being said were exactly what I had been hearing. And it was as if there was a moment of like qualifying what I was saying. Like it was, it was okay to hear those things. It was okay to walk in this. It was okay. Like you are hearing something like Yahweh is doing something and he is speaking to you. Um, and, and it's okay. And so there was, uh, so I, I continued to listen to where I to where it got so strange for me that I I cut it off completely for you know I'm not even trying to give you a timeline because apparently I'm terrible at that but like I, I cut it off because it was get it was so much the same and um and it and it wasn't too long later that I that I gave uh, 
that I told, um, I, some of this stuff started to wait, awaken in me, speaking, g- getting these things to the place where I felt like I could release them and, and you know, getting opportunity on Wednesday nights and, um, and different things that, was, uh, that Yahweh was speaking to me, and I was kind of getting to release that. And I, and I never contacted Damon except for I did eventually text him and just say, you know, I want to tell you very briefly in a text as quickly as I can what has happened, and I, and I just want to thank you and bless you. You know, we love you, even though we don't ever talk to you, um, but, you know, thank you for just being faithful to the word. And uh, he got hit me back, and was it was really nice and everything. But then what happened later is when this whole th- process was happening, um, uh, Apostle, or I'm sorry, Miss Shirley had called together a group to pray here, and she asked Apostle Aaron and Damon randomly to come here because I guess they were connected and Damon had no but apparently for that past like year or two Damon had been showing up here on grounds not telling anybody and speaking and praying over this place and and saying that he believed a year ago he heard that he felt like Apostle's legacy was in jeopardy that the Rock of Panama City's legacy was in jeopardy and he was going to be a part of whatever he could to to make sure that nothing happens, you know, to break that. So he's been coming and prophesying over us and over this place when we didn't even know that was happening. And so when she called him here, we sat here. I I happened to be in on that because it was a time that this was all starting to come to fruition. This wasn't that long ago. And, um, and he ministered to, to us, to the, to the staff that's here, to, you know, those that were there. and, And it was incredibly powerful time and at that moment he just he he basically offered himself and in everything that you know that he that he has which is you know quite vast the things that the the stuff that Yahweh is showing him and the group that he has and just said you know we're we're part of you we're part of this and anything that we can do and um, in the future or whatever that may look like he's committed to this house and this people because he he believes that he is tied into this and weaved into an apostle Aaron believed the same thing. And I can't really explain all of that. I just believe that I needed to release that to you. So there's no question as it comes and why he's related to this and how committed he is to this and, um, and why I think a lot of you, aside from me, I never even told people this, have started to listen to some of his, his messages and it started to change us and shape us. And it's a lot of that, uh, that a lot of what we're hearing here. And so um, I think that that was a, a very vital piece of of the the puzzle that I felt like I needed to to share in this story. And let me make sure something else. There's not something else here because Eva I know wants to share something too. Um, but I want to make sure I said everything I wanted to say with that. I don't want to be cut off in like two no, minutes. You're not be cut off, go ahead. Okay, is this on? Yeah. So I was just going to basically say my little bit from just kind of, he said most of it. But whenever all of this happened, um, I did not, you know, I've said that before, I did not see any of this to be where our life was headed. And so it kind of messed with messed me up for a little while because <coughs> the ministry is not necessarily, like I could not see myself or my family doing that I, I mean we are not grace to walk what apostle ball walked and you know we're, we're just not as far as like you know those times and stuff and so um as mark as that call awakened in him and I started to see those changes there were a lot of things that just put my mind at ease because you know there was wisdom 
profound wisdom that came out of him. And let's just say, all of everything that I noticed kind of started after that pop, his papa thing, whenever he had that encounter. It was just, I need to take out my notes because I don't want to miss anything. I have like just a couple of bullet points. <laughs> Let me see where I started. Uh, okay, well, I pretty much said that. So um, whenever, whenever we started walking this out, Mark was, he was very, um, how do I say it? He didn't want to jump into like saying he, nothing about the ministry came up, but these changes in him started being really evident, almost like what's going on with you kind of thing. And one of those things where it's always wisdom. He knew how to approach any situation. And it wasn't like him, per se, the old him. It was like a supernatural type thing that I was recognizing. And so that mixed with just this presence about him. And also, I'm sorry, I'm like, I need to get over this speaking thing. That's really not a big deal. But um, what was I just thinking about? The present thing. Present thing. No. I don't know. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> this is just so weird. So whenever everything changed with him, we were just living one day at a time. And for him, everything was going great. And I think for a lot of people here, it was going great. For me, that was like about a month of just the darkest time I've ever had. Because while everyone was growing closer to Yahweh and having all these experiences, I got caught up in the experiences. I wanted to have that encounter. And I still do. But you know, I was looking for that, and I started feeling as if I was being left behind. I really did. Like, I just felt like, okay, obviously I'm not in this thing because Yahweh is not manifesting to me the way he is to everybody else. And I thought every single person in here was feeling that, <laughs> you know, those encounters and stuff. And so it was just a really dark time, and I wanted to hear everything happening with him. But after a while, I almost felt like maybe you shouldn't tell me these things because it just makes me feel even more alone. <laughs> And so that, through that, though, you know, he never, Mark never made me feel that way. It was just, you know, I had to walk that out myself. And I had to come to the place where it was more about him than it was about the manifestations of him. And um, really, I, that's kind of hard to explain how you get to that place. But it was, for me, it was whenever Telford Reynolds spoke about um, that Yahweh breathed himself into us to, to start our lives, that he deposited himself into us. And so that took away all of the distance that I felt with him. I felt like he had kind of left me. He, I couldn't hear him. For the first time when I prayed in the spirit, it didn't feel like he was there. It felt like I was just alone. I can't explain it other than that. It was really, and I, and I don't talk about things that are happening with me other than to Mark. So it's like, oh, how are things? They're great. Not really, you know. But it just, that's all I can say is that it just felt super alone, dark and alone. And whenever Telford spoke that at the Woods' house, it just clicked for me. It doesn't matter how I feel. Feeling is something completely different than knowing. And so for the first time in my life, after, because I had always wanted Yahweh. That's why I came here. I heard that I could have Yahweh intimately like as a relationship here but since that time I had never felt I mean it just felt good it was just steady it was like growing closer to him but nothing really you know profound or anything this was one of those profound moments when I just realized nothing can separate me from him nothing and I just have to realign my mind to to understand that and so during 
once I figured that out, I could almost retrain myself, like, if I had those thoughts of being alone or being, you know, not worthy or not whatever, all those things, I could just kind of squash them and say, no, Yahweh's within me. He wants to, he wants to know me more than I even want to know him, like, he, that he desires that. He gave up his son to do, to, for that. And so then it just kind of like I was excited to hear about anything again with Mark. And he, in that time, you know, he had wisdom for me. Of course, in that particular moment, he, I, needed to, I needed to know that for myself. Nobody could give me that solution, really. I mean, Telford did, but, you know, I had to, to kind of know that for myself. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't necessarily even the words Telford spoke. It was the, it was the grabbing hold of that myself. So whenever Mark... I think, did you have anything else to say, or should I just keep going? Yeah, okay. So whenever all this kind of stuff happened with Mark, um, and it just kept getting more and more and more, and, and I would kind of throw things at him, well, what do you think about this? Because I don't know, you know, I thought he'd say the same thing. Well, I don't know. But he'd just say things, not in a I know the answer way, but in a, you know, well, you know, I think that it's like this. And it was so profound, <laughs> the stuff he said. It wasn't him. It was like Yahweh was speaking through him in that, in that moment. And so I just started to see these things change. And, and, you know, even some of the words we got along the way, a lot of the words we got along the way, one of them, super random, because I have never seen myself in any type of spotlight. In my, I don't want that. I don't like that. And I remember one time in the Air Force room, he told me to sit in the middle of the stage whenever we were just walking around and, you know, praying and everything. And he was like, you're going to be you're going to be in front of people. And I was like, I don't want that. <laughs> and and so and I thought, well, how is that going to look? You know, you automatically think never once did I think in the church setting. But all these little things that have been spoken over him, over me, things that Yahweh showed us, you know, before started to make sense once this call awoke. And, um, and the other thing was that what I said about Apostle, you know, carrying, he was graced to carry what he was graced to carry. And I didn't feel that way. And I, Mark didn't feel that way. We talked about, like, this is not for us. But then Yahweh started to show us this isn't going to look like what it's always looked like. And I know a lot of people have said that. But truly, when he started to open our eyes to, we don't have to change, you know, as far as, like, we don't have to be in a suit and, and you know, doing things the way they've always been done. Now, I like dresses too like we don't think don't have to feel like you can't just be who you want to be when you're in here wear what you want to wear because like I might wear a really nice dress again like I love that people can be themselves and be individual and that part show but so whenever he showed us like it's not you don't have to change to become what I'm calling you to you be yourselves that's what I'm calling you to I'm calling you to be yourselves with me and bring that to the people. And so it was like, okay, I think I can, I think I could see that. And um, let's see where else I was going with that. Okay, so then, you know, I fast forward to this now. Because I do feel like some things that are going on are stretching people. Myself included. All of us are kind of being stretched because there's changes. And there's things that are, you almost have to let go. Because it's just funny, like <laughs> whenever Mark was the first Sunday that he spoke, I don't know if I should say that. Oh, I don't care. I'll just say it. So whenever he spoke, you know, it's funny because it, I noticed it. You know, everybody noticed it with Apostle. If Apostle starts moving, you're like, okay, I'm not going to sing as much. Maybe he's going to shut it down. Like, you just kind of got to prepare yourself. And so we were standing over there, and Mark would move a little bit. Like, I think he'd go back to get something, and I could see, like, people's heads going, like, should we? You know, it's just so funny. 
about just human nature in that moment. But so people are being stretched because they're used to doing things a certain way. They're used to doing that. You know, really, you don't have to worry about what he's doing, like, at all. Or and nobody does because it's not about, you know, him. It's just us. Just, like, get in your moment with Yahweh. That's the most important thing, really. So um, so in this time of, of change and everything, I believe when we were over with Miss Sandy, during her class, you know, she talked a lot about Yeshua standing up and he's knocking. And I just kept feeling like that's right now. That's this people. Because in this moment in our house, Yeshua is standing up knocking to gain closer proximity to us. And we can either get distracted by everything else happening on our side of things, you know, on our side of the door, the way that, you know, we don't like the way this looks or, you know, we don't like, you know, the way we thought that our identity was this and now we feel kind of out of place or like all these things that can just distract us or we can lay all of that aside and just say, you know, Yeshua is knocking at the door. I don't care who else is here. I don't care what else is going on. I'm going to answer that door and I'm going to I'm going to embrace him. I want him in every single possible way I can have him and just grow deeper in that and so I think that that is the most important thing to remember in these times that it's kind of hard or it's kind of uncomfortable in our I think that the discomfort is more within ourselves more than it even is here because this is almost more comfortable because it's darker you don't feel like you're stared at as much or this or that but I think the discomfort is within us like you're just it's just kind of hard to move past yourself I think and if we Put that into perspective. Yeshua is knocking. Get rid of yourself. And just yeah. put it away and just answer that door. I think that that's how we're going to enter into this thing. I think that's how it's going to get even more real to us over these next however long. And then the other thing was, hmm, okay, hold on. How do you even read that? I know, I know. Oh my God. I, had, I had, was holding Leo while I'm writing this. Um, okay. Sorry, that's not my forte, okay? Okay, um, the other thing that I thought was that Yahweh showed me just recently is about, you know, also at Miss Sandy's. Miss Sandy is just a well of just goodness. But she was talking about, we're, all of us have been feeling this fearlessness. Like as we're, as we're getting closer to Yahweh and Yeshua, we, the, the fear is stripping away from us. And I think that that's a lot of people are going through that. But way back in the day, like years and years ago, I got this word standing over there. Yahweh told me you're called to be fearless. Now this was during a time when not that long after we went cliff jumping in Nashville and I am not, I don't mind heights being up there. I don't like the feeling of falling. And I was up there and I mean, I got paralyzed with fear. It was like terrifying. And then I like couldn't even jump off of like a three foot little cliff. Like it was three feet to the, I couldn't do, I was so paralyzed in fear. And that word just mocked me. Like it was just like, yeah, you're called to be fearless. You can't even jump off of a three foot thing. And so I just kind of carried that word. Like, what did that mean? You know, and I even thought, okay, fear, you know, maybe it's about, you know, being full of faith, because I've heard that before, you know, all this kind of stuff, but I realized it's for now. It's, it's completely stripping away fear, it, just getting rid of all those things, you know, it allows you to be closer to Yahweh. You have to know that he's good. You have to know that. And for me, that was, um, I didn't even know that I was dealing, I did, but I didn't. You know how you kind of almost make it not a big deal in your life. You're like, ah, oh, it's not a big deal. That's not what he's talking about. I, I'll just publicly announce, I had a, I've dealt with superstition, and I did not want to almost, like, pu like 
fully declare that he is good because I didn't want to be like Job and be tested and all of a sudden everything be stripped away. I mean, you guys left, but I mean, this was a serious concern of mine. Like, I was very concerned that all of a sudden I would be made an example of, and I did not want that. I was very terrified of fully releasing every bit of fear and just saying, Yahweh, you are good. And so anyway, so now in this time, with that word being present, Mark kind of brought that out because he was talking about nature versus intent. And I was like, you know, my heart is that I really, you know, I want to be all in with Yahweh. And he was like, that's your intent. Your nature still has a bunch of fear in it. And I was like, oh, it does, it does. And that, you know, that moment at our, in our kitchen when he said that, it was just, it really, really is. That's the truth of it. I have fear inside of me. I want to know him. That's my intent. But I am, there is fear between me and, and him that blocks it. Because I, I won't release fully that he is all good. Because if something horrible happens, you know, I feel like, well, is he all good? But now I can say he is. Because he doesn't, it's not him doing that to test you. He, he is all good. So the reason why I said all that. Okay, so when he's about these this new age that we're in, we're in this age of peace, right? I think everybody can feel that fear stripping away and that peace that goes beyond understanding settling in. Well, before whenever I dealt with like generational things or previous things, it was like that warring mentality. Like I will beat this thing to the ground. You have no place in me. You know, you, you, <laughs> Yahweh, you heal all things. You know, like it was just this very vicious kind of like, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be a, oh, Leo, I'm sorry. That's probably me. I got too loud. Um, so, but now this whole uh, fearless thing, whenever I realized that these things were going on about the fear, it was from a completely different place that I addressed those things. It was a, from a place of peace. I didn't have to war these things. I just basically released them to Yahweh. And I said, fear, you have no place in me. You really don't. But it wasn't like, fear, you have no place in me. It's like, fear, you have no place in me. I do, not, I, do not even, I do not even recognize you because we are not called to that. And so, um, and I, I saw, I just, I don't want to make this all about me, but I feel like a lot of people from what I've talked to have some of that. And Yeshua, what I realized about Yeshua, you know, he didn't have any fear, but he also had dominion over everything. You know, he didn't have to fear anything because what would he fear? A disease? He could heal it death he could overcome it like there was nothing that he really needed to fear the crucifixion was more about overcoming sin more than it was about just him dying on the cross you know and so it just showed me you know eventually that's where we're kind of headed because whenever we can fully tap into being a joint heir with Yeshua none of that stuff can tap us it'll be a whole nother level of fearlessness that we don't even believe we can achieve at this point, you know, and so um, I'm, I'm fully excited about that, like about just knowing him, because, but let me say, all of, all of those things are a byproduct, like Mark said, about um, knowing him, that's number one, everything else, everything else is a byproduct, and if we can wrap our minds around that, and that's the other thing that I saw in him, I said this probably some other time in front of y'all, but whenever he started to change, you know, all our a whole time that I've never known him since the time we, I was like 17, it's always kind of been, he's been driven to like he wanted to do business, something in that realm and all this kind of stuff. And in the last year he started talking about how that doesn't matter to him anymore. He's, he wants to provide for his family and be good at what he does, but he doesn't care about the, the financial goal, the, you know, that whole thing. He doesn't care about that. He said, the only thing I really want is to, to do what Yahweh wants me to do because everything else doesn't matter when in comparison to that. And so I saw that change in him, and, and I feel that way, and I just always want to go back to that. Everything, the signs, the wonders, the miracles, 
everything that Yahweh has for us is amazing, and I want that. But I will never put those things, the encounters, I will never put the encounters ahead of Yahweh's presence again. Because that's what, I mean, that basically messed me up bad. You know, it, it brought death to a situation that should have been full of life. And, um, and so I think that that, and then the other thing that I really <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I just feel like this is all over the place. I shouldn't be like this. But the other thing that really has spoken a lot to me is that rather than looking at everything like a test, is to look at it as an opportunity to grow closer to Yahweh. And that's really changed my perspective. Every, everything that's tough, everything, and to show your strength in it, because to show his strength in you, in it. So, you know, if there's difficult things that you're going through, if there's, you know, this time that we come together, this worship time, Remind yourself of those things if you ever struggle with it. You know, it's about him. It's not about everything else. It's an opportunity, not a, not a you know, reprimand if you fail kind of thing. Because I don't believe he's, like, just waiting there to curse you for every little thing he does. But I do think he's waiting to embrace you deeper and, and closer and everything like that. And so from just knowing all those things, it just brought me into such a peace about this call. You know, I don't have a question about this call. At first I did because it threw me out of, you know, came out of left field, but now seeing the change in him, seeing the, the grace that he's been given to handle every situation, whether it's just people or corporately or this or that, like, you know, it's not about him. And he'll be the first one to say, I'm, not, I'm never going to make it about me. It's not. It's about all of us. And, and finding the strengths within all of us and, and bringing that to the front and helping us to have that encounter together. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not used to being like up here talking and all that. And I don't know if I will ever get used to all that kind of stuff. But as far as the call, as far, as far, as far as knowing that this is right, I do. And I just want y'all to know where I stand. And I want you to know where, you know, we stand as, as, you know, a couple that this thing is not about us. I don't feel, I honestly, I don't feel any different today than I did before our ordination. Like, I don't, somebody, I think Miss Linda said on the first Sunday he spoke, she was like, big day today. And I was like, oh, is it? Oh, yeah, it is, it is. It's the first Sunday he's being, you know, I just don't think about those things. I'm chasing the little boys and I'm just focused on what Yahweh's giving me for today and mainly focusing on personally, our household, how we can get closer, how we can move this thing and then bring it out here together, just like, just experience it together. So I hope that um, that clears up my side of the story. So is there anything that I missed? And that, that uh, concludes us, really, what we feel like we should share uh, as it relates to our story. And, and we did that because we, felt, we do feel like it was important, but we also were asked a lot about that. We felt like the best opportunity to start that was these first couple Wednesday nights. But we're ready to move into something new. This isn't about us, but hopefully our story, our walk helps encourage you, you know, strengthen your faith and in, in what our hearts are for this. This is about all of us and 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 I'm excited. This is a great time. This is an exciting time. This is not a uh it's a it's a heavy time, but in the way of like a weighty, you know, a, a moment. But it's it's yeah, it's that glory. It's an ex- Ben, just get up here and swear. <laughs> but it's just like this, like great, like moment uh, for this people and for us and individually, but also as a gathering of people, as as just a, a people that come together for one purpose. And Yahweh's put all of us in each other's lives for uh, for this time, and um, and we're thankful to be a part a part of a part of you. Um, and, and 
simply a part, a part. That's what, that's what our hearts are, is to be a part of this. And, and we love you, and again, we'll say it many times, but we thank you for receiving us um, as, as you always have before this moment, and, and we'll continue to do as, as just as we are, and, and we receive you that way. And we're looking forward to the future, and looking forward, we're not even looking forward, we're just happy to be in this moment now, and uh, experience him with you in, in a greater way. So we love you, we bless you, and, uh, and, and bless you in the rest of your week, and we'll see you on Sunday.